Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. What is up, guys? Welcome into the show. Shout out to all of our listeners on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to our new family at SiriusXM, Channel 371. We're so excited, so awesome to be with you guys. And what's up, YouTube? It's your boy. That's a little inside joke, KG. I know you don't understand that. There's a a, a guy in the Middle East right now, my little cousin. He's a big YouTube guy. And there was this famous like YouTuber, whatever you call YouTube people. And that's how he did every single video. And it's so funny. We make fun of that all the time. But uh, we're excited to be here, guys. Whole new world. We're figuring it out. Wanted to give you guys a little scheduling update. Uh, you know, just take a second here to tell you guys um, before we get to that. We have a Hall of Famer on this show now. I am jacked up. I'm super oh. excited. My dear friend, Kelly Gramlich. She is recording this in Texas right now. Just received the big honor. So, Kelly, congratulations. How was it and how is it being a Hall of Famer? Oh, my gosh. My first thought was, wait, which Hall of Fame is Cornette in? I was like, wait, what? Uh, I am somehow a Hall of Famer at my high school, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, we did the ceremony. I'm in Austin right now. Had the ceremony yesterday. It was very cool. My high school, it was um, before it moved locations. It was in a different location. And so... They in, in, introduced a lot of people from the old high school. So some some uh, old, very old and impressive <laughs> people, I'll put it that way. And I was the youngest one. So I kind of, you know, just went up there, said my thank yous and moved on because these other guys had some much better stories. But it was a big honor to be in my high school Hall of Fame. There's no doubt. Listen. My picture will be on the wall for years to come. That's right. Kids in 2050 will be like, who's that old lady? <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> You're a trailblazer. You're a tra- so give us like give us a quick snapshot because we're talking about high school. I gotta know. Like, were you putting up 40 a game, like just raining threes on everybody? What was Kelly in high school as a basketball player? I shot a lot of threes. Yeah. I had a great coach. He gave me the green light, which was nice. Um, my team was a tad undersized. I jumped ball, if that <laughs> puts it in perspective. But um, we, so we were, we're kind of a smaller high school, but we're in the top of the top 6A in Texas. We're playing Westlake and uh, Lake Travis where Baker Mayfield went, Westlake where Drew Brees and Club Nick and all those guys went. So we made the playoffs for the first time ever in 6A my senior year. So I was proud of that. But uh, yeah, scored a lot of points. I, I, I was the, I made 93 threes my junior year. Wow. Which was the most in, in 5A at the time. Hey. I probably made... I made like 253s. So that, that was a lot. But yeah, I had fun. It was a great time. And I, I said this at my Hall of Fame thing. My coach did a really good job of still making it fun. And sure. knowing that I already put so much pressure on myself, she didn't need to put pressure on me. And I think, you know, I noticed because they introduced some other seniors from the high school this year. And it just felt so much more serious than it did 10 <laughs> years ago. And so I just want to make sure that in high school sports, we're still just having fun. I, I just wanted to say that because I felt like my coach did a good job. We still just had fun. It was just a game. No, there, there's no question. But that's kind of the last time that it really is still a game. Um, yeah. I want to ask you this, too, before we move on a little scheduling update. We'll introduce our host. Do you think if you were playing right now, like, would you have doubled your production, you think? Because shooting through, I just feel like it's it's what people do. And maybe you're a little bit ahead of your time. Or do you think, you know, it'd be a little bit more of the same? 
Well, that's a good question because, yeah, I would say 2011, it was right before Steph changed the game, if mm-hmm. you will, or really around the time when he was at Davidson. But I had a very unique situation. Like my coach, if I shot 12 threes a game, that was okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was good. I mean, I I don't feel like I, I didn't get to shoot enough threes. Sure. And we all understood Three is more than two. Always. And that's what matters. Always. So, no, I, I feel like I got I had enough of a green light, Mac. If I'm asking for much more of a green light, that was just probably not necessary. That, that's true. So I, I love what you just said there. So I had a shirt that I would wear to uh, like AAU tournaments, and it said, when a dunk is worth three points, I'll start doing it. So that was like my motto. Yes. You and I, we're, we're shooters. That, I love that's that. what we do. That's what we do. Except the difference is you could actually dunk. Well, so. that's true. That's true. All right, guys, little schedule update just for everybody. Um, Our show will be releasing Monday mornings, just like it always has. Apple Podcasts over on YouTube. Go subscribe to that channel. It's been super fun to have this new platform, but we will also be broadcasting. So so we did a little announcement last week, and everybody's asking, what time? When's it coming on? We will be broadcasting on SiriusXM, Channel 371, ACC Radio, every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and then they're going to float it like some other – Random times you'll see interviews on there, but 2 p.m. on Monday, that, that's the main uh, thats the main attraction that you need to worry about. We love it. Right there, kind of right after lunchtime. Tune in. You can, of course, always listen to Apple Podcasts and go to our YouTube channel. We're now recording these. We're having videos. Sometimes it's more fun to see <laughs> us interacting with the guests and, and see us, you know, cutting up and laughing at each other. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. No question about it, KG. Super excited to introduce our new and next guest. Super excited. Jordan Cornett is going to be joining us. Listen, he he is a guy that, let's just say he has many facets. Is that the best way to, to explain Jordan Cornett, KG? Yes. He's a man of many talents. He's really a renaissance man, I that's would right. say. That's right. Super excited to have him. Listen, he, he's truly one of the best guys in the entire world. I know I work with him. I know I have to sit beside him each and every Saturday, but... That's just who he is. Does a ton of stuff. Anywhere you look at ESPN, especially around basketball season, he's doing it. He and his wife, Shay, do Sunday radio, do NFL. So he's a headliner. He's exactly what you want. He's our host on the huddle. Uh, My guy, Jordan Cornette. Let's get to the interview. The all-time leading shot blocker in Notre Dame history. Somehow, we have back-to-back Notre Dame guests my brother, Jordan Cornette. Welcome back to the show. See, it all comes around, man. Eventually, you need a Notre Dame person again. I, I'm just glad that like it's become heavy reliance with Graham Lick and Mac Lane on the Irish. I'm happy to be here and represent. That's right. That's, well, you're doing it good. Listen, before we get into all the important stuff, I have to ask you, because this is kind of pop culture live. It's happening right now. Summer House, the reunion, first one ever. Have you watched it? What are your thoughts? So it, I'm glad you asked that. So you know I have a personal connection with one of the people on the show, Carl Racky. I knew him outside of the show. We became friends in the midst of his stardom with this show. The first thing I had watched was the reunion of this past like season's end. I'm hooked. I'll be watching the show. You know I love bad reality TV. I'm all the way in on this show now, and I'm committed to watching from season one. And I hear season one's epic. It so is. like good TV in front of me. No, Matt, there's you no watch question. The show? Yeah, yeah, I'm all in. Listen, it's the craziest thing ever. But this is this is the first reunion they've done, and it gets it gets a little a little dicey. It gets a little dicey. So I mean, they, you gotta they watch. Flat out, don't like each other. No, I mean, it's no. so they're so mean to yeah, each other. What's crazy though, JC, is like it sounds like a lot of stuff has happened post production 
that has led to you know some Ooh. bangs, some nails being More pulled drama. right here. That's right. On the bingo card, Kelly, what I thought we'd open with, I didn't have Summer House having their first reunion yes. being it. Yes. But okay, you never well, know what you're going to get out of the pod. That's right. You never know. You never know. Speaking of reality shows, I feel like the ACCN talent could have a reality show. Now, we wouldn't no be question. as interesting. No, yes, we, we definitely would. like yes, we each would. other. So you don't have the hate and there's less drama. But, you know, I think it just follows on the golf course. What do you think, JC? Let's let's. Let's have some fun with this. Who would have the worst, like most boring storyline? Like let's let's be let's let's lean into it. Who would it be? I was gonna say Kelly. I was gonna say Kelly. That's why I asked. I think you're just listen. She's too nice. Her husband. She's got a a good sense of humor. No, 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 definitely funny. Like there'd be some zingers. There'd be some zingers in there. But husband's an engineer, like very calculated. Everything that they do. You're too nice. Yeah, too nice. I've heard people talk smack about Eric. I've heard people talk smack about me. I've never heard anybody no. say anything bad about you. What can you ever. say? Oh There's God. nothing to say. You're off the show. Well, I'm a little worried about that. Um, I, I, who knows? I mean, maybe there's something out there. Who would be the most interesting? Who? I mean, look, Kelsey is a jet setter, okay? So we could follow Kelsey to all the different islands she's going to because she deserves these vacations. But, I mean. <laughs> Kelsey she already thinks she's on a reality show. I, yeah. think. <laughs> she's already on I think we could sell that. I think Dad and Loki. Dallin, Dallin would be a good be one. So snarky, People and I mean, think that listen, Dallin hates everybody. Just because yeah, for, first round money. I mean, first round money. You can't mess with that. There's some. There's some cool stuff that happens with QB one. So I, you know, mm, it'd be interesting. DJ wouldn't allow the cameras around. So <laughs> yeah. he, like his storyline would be hard. So he's out. So he's already out. True. He wouldn't let you in with the cameras. <laughs> I mean, clearly, Coach Rick is most fascinating. That's true. Yeah. that's true. Coach, Coach Rick, Rick is leader in the club. What about a um, a gardening segment with uh, Muffet? I think there's some, you know, bringing okay. in the older audience. I like that. I like. Okay, who do who do we need to present this to? I'm sure Muffet's going to appreciate you saying she'll bring in an older audience. <laughs> uh, I'll make sure to relay that to, to the legend We're from my alma mater. I never thought I'd be regularly <laughs> texting with Muffet, but that's what we do. We're low key best friends. Here we which are. Actually, speaks to Here Matt's point because I am kind of like an older woman, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> It works, JC. I'm telling you, it works. I'm telling you, this might be the best question asked this entire time of the podcast. I know you guys do a great job, but I'm just really into this. Me and Emac, you know, we like to bust each other's chops a lot. I think it goes maybe too far in a reality setting. I think it ends up we fight. I don't win that fight. Actually, I don't act like I could. Did he just say that? It publicly, yes. so I, I think it fractures our relationship. If we get to that. Well, you know, you can that, that might be true. Play into the drama, it goes too far. You can always go into the competition of can you get past Mac and sack the fake quarterback? And, you know, we saw you guys do that on the beach, so that's where it could end up. Okay. Well, now, since since Jordan's telling the truth, I gotta I have to bring that up. Listen, so we did that. And get my measurements first. Not wait. Just get my height. All right. So uh, six foot nine and some change on a good day. Uh, three, 300, 295. You didn't need to go that route. 295. That's 295. Not 295. Right. Hovering around 290. So my measurables are great if we're talking. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's legit first round draft pick defensive end. I'm at six, five, probably like 310 or so. And listen, Jordan hit me with a fake spin, kind of stumbled, kept his balance and swiped the quarterback's leg. So, I mean, if I had. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Tom Brady, it's a sack. 
if I had Lamar Jackson or Deshaun, it's it's a touchdown. But True. you know, whatever you want to do there. But he he did it. He, you he touched the You were impressed by the, I was the impressed athleticism for near near forty year old. Yeah, because I, I thought when you did the spin, I thought you were definitely falling, but you kept your balance. It was impressive. And it was insane. I watched a lot of tape. I knew where he was vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, JC, let's talk about you. All right, we're gonna dive into you here, and I want to apologize for something Mac wrote here because we're gonna talk about Notre Dame. Coming up in Chicago, ESPN. Mac wrote this. Let's start with Y2K, the turn of the century when you decided to go to Notre Dame. I feel like he was trying to make you sound old. What was Y2K? Oh, that's when it happened. That's when Matt it happened. And I were in elementary school. What was it like? Oh, no, we were in what kindergarten. Point? Hold on. We were in kindergarten, not elementary school. <laughs> You guys want a historical – do you want me to reach back? Historical yes. reference yes. of Y2K. The hysteria that went behind right. and how the world, the world was, was ending. Like, and you're going to Notre Dame. <laughs> and here and here we find out 20 years later is when they really get That's, That's right. where the end of the exactly. world is. That's right. Pandemic, right? Uh, man, yeah. Uh, if you're asking about how I got to Notre yes. Dame, That's it's really actually pretty – It's actually yeah. – yeah. after the shots fired, right. the strays caught the Mac. It's actually pretty interesting. I grew up hating Notre Dame, to be honest. Uh I guess like Eric currently does. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't actually hate it. He maybe he does. I mean, look, we're actually with podcast. with your new head coach. Uh, I don't. I do not hate them. I, I love. Yeah, we're the yeah. cool kids. Now yeah, you're Freeman. cool. You're cool. Uh, bye bye, Brian Kelly. Great work. You did do a great job. But bye bye. Um, I grew up hating Notre Dame. I was a massive Michigan fan. The Fab Five was in '92. I just turned almost. I was nine, ten years old. Uh, I loved Michigan. I loved Tim Biaka Batuka because the name on the football side in the backfield was cool to me. I loved all those quarterbacks, the Chad Hennies, the Tom Brady's. I, I was just a big, I was a big, Brian Greasy, like going back to when I first started, I was just a big Michigan fan. I thought the helmets were cool. I like how they added the stickers to their helmets. I think they did that back then uh, for, for big plays. I just thought the whole thing was cool. So I wanted to go to Michigan, but Michigan was going through uh, during that time, uh, some scandals. So they were under sanctions. So Michigan wasn't even up for uh, debate for me when it came to schools. And Notre Dame came on strong. I-, I can try and make this really short, but they came in and they were looking at a rival kid that I was playing as a junior, first game of the season. They were looking at this big man uh, who ended up having a great career, played at Florida State, Adam Walskowski. I got the better, better of my one of my teammates and friends who I was playing in high school at that time, and they started really looking at me. Uh, so they were one of the first people in on me. So I kept them on the list despite not liking Notre Dame. I took a visit to that campus, and I'll tell you, there's no better recruiting tool than going to Notre Dame in September for a football Saturday. Because then you go, That's oh, key. man, this place is lit. There's nothing like South Bend. <laughs> uh, then they get you there. Then it's February, and it's dark. You haven't seen the sun in a month and a half. Uh, but, yeah, that was a big part of it, the loyalty in the beginning, the opportunity to play, the academic offering geographically close to where I live. And I fell in love with the team. I uh, had a great experience. Coach Bray came in after I committed verbally to Matt Doherty. Mm-hmm. You guys have hung out with Mike Bray. Who says He's no a cool cat. Right. He's a cool cat. He's the best. So I, I'm happy with my decision these uh, 100 years later, as you guys categorize me as the old guy. Um, and it's been a great decision, and it continues to pay dividends. I'm very happy I chose and, and, I mean, a very successful career. We joke about it all the time, but to have an all-time record, a career record, yeah. I mean, that, that's a it's a huge deal. And you're on some great teams, two-time captain, one of the few, right? Were you the only or the few two-time captains? That's how he – I forgot this is how he is. On you're, a ge- you're a guest. You're He's a guest. So nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he has to do this. This is fantastic. I'll come on anytime. Uh, 
Yeah, two-time captain. At that time, I was one of maybe one or two prior yeah. in program wow. history. Um, maybe I was a trendsetter because I think they've done it a few times since. But that that super obscure record that I hold uh, as the all-time leading shot blocker at Notre Dame that is, not is now going on its 18th season. Wow. And incredible. nobody's in sight right now. So it's going to make it to 20-plus. I just hope it holds on so I can tell my son I actually did something <laughs> in college. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool Dude. stat. But – Big asterisk. Lafonso Ellis no only cares. played three no years. Cares. No one cares. Was academically no. ineligible. Like four I beat times. him by one shot block. L- listen. In my final game. He was ineligible like four times. Like it's his own fault. It's okay. It's his fault. Listen, and did you get like Fonz. a plaque? Yeah, we love Fonz. He's, He's like the best human. Yeah. I love So did, did you get a plaque or anything for achieving this? Like, what's the deal? Oh, this is awesome. Got no plaque. <laughs> Um, got a round of applause from maybe 50 people. And here's why <laughs> 50. So I go into my, what I did not know to be my final collegiate basketball Ooh. game. We're the last team left out of the NCAA tournament oh. in 2005. Wow. Jay Billis, Dickie V are going nuts. Their resume, they belonged in At the end of the day, you take care of business. So you're not on the bubble. Sure. So I held no ill will towards it. It was on us, but we ended up being a team thought I was going to make the tournament, get left out. End up hosting Holy Cross in the first round of the NIT. Holy Cross. Nobody shows up for the game. I had a little bit of interest because I'm like, hey, look, me and Fonz are tied with 200 for these blocks. This game does count for the record (laughs) books and I can block a shot. Because let's be clear, nobody wants to play in the NIT. And nobody wants to play as a senior. (laughs) I know we work for ESPN. It's all bogus. Nobody cares about it, guys. Even though we cover it, you don't care (laughs) about it. Let's be honest. Uh, So I get out there and it's like, Towards the end of, like, we end up losing the game, mind you, to Holy Cross in the first round of the NIT. 200 people maybe show up. We're down, like, six, eight minutes left. There's no energy. We look horrible. We clearly don't want to be there. I block a shot. <laughs> I know it sets the record. It's a timeout in the huddle. We're losing. There's nobody there. They make an announcement. Jordan Cornette, with that block, has become the all-time leading shot blocker in Notre Dame. My ass turns around. I start waving. No, we're there. Like a little grade school that could never see the game. Like nobody cared. I was so inside the moment. I was like, "This is it. I'm right. Gonna, this is how it's going to wow. be." Nobody cared then. Let's be honest. Nobody really cares now. But it's my record, and no, I'm holding. Listen, the three of us care. The three of us care. And now that now that I know you don't have a plaque or a trophy or something. I'm gonna get that done. It's coming. Yeah, Don't we'll worry. It's coming. It's a great. That's a great Father's Day. There you go. That's coming up June. It's we're right here. We're Come right on, here. Baby well, Joey. I, I want to pull it together. That's right, baby Joe. It'll be from Joey, and I'll pay for it. It's cool. It's whatever. Um, I love. Well, I want to go here next, JC, because you know basketball. You had this great success. Did you want to go pro? Did you try to go pro? What was that kind of time period from playing to what was next? I wanted to go pro until I met Carmelo Anthony on the court. Mecca Okafor out of court. Remind people of the Big East, the real basketball conference. There's two national champions during my four years there. Like, it was Mello and G-Mac, Jerry McNamara in 03, uh, with Hakeem Warwick, Quetthuaney, and a lot of studs. I had a guard, Carmelo Anthony, loosely termed guard. (laughs) Um, And then in 05, it was Mecca Okafor, Ben Gordon, and that group that won the national championship. Jim Calhoun, uh, what I believe was his second title. Um, So, like, you're in that, and you go, yeah, I belong. I don't really right. belong. And these right. guys are like next-level guys. So what I've always kind of, I guess, patted myself on the back on is having self-awareness. 
And when you realize a door may be closing, figuring out yeah. another one. I knew I was going to have a decent college career. I knew I could probably go overseas if I truly loved it and made good money and seen the world. Maybe a regret that I didn't take that path. But I knew by my junior, by my senior year, probably a couple months into it, that like the NBA wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to go undrafted. I wasn't going to make it. So what did I want to do? And I jumped right into out of college, guys. Gave up hoops and opportunity to play overseas when I graduated and said, I'm going to jump into this TV wow. business. And I produced wow. television for my first seven oh, wow. years. So, so did you know, I guess, e- even before that moment, had you always wanted to be in sports media? Like, did you always want to be an analyst or producer or whatever? Yeah, I think I, I'm always curious. Like, I'd love to hear your guys' tale on this. But, like, for me, when I was young, like, say the Fab Five, who I loved watching at 10 years old in 92, nine years old, I guess. As much as I loved watching Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Jawanda Howard, Ricky and, and that group get it done. Um, God, who did I miss? Uh, Ray King. Yeah. Or, wait, wait, wait. Jackson. Jackson. Jimmy King. One of them was from Jimmy Austin. King. That's why I knew that, that was very random. I think Ray, Ray was. Yeah, I think Ray, so. I think Ray yeah. was. Texas guy. Um, but watching that group, as much as I love watching them, I love the broadcasters doing the mm-hmm. games. Like I'd be listening and I'd say, wow, this is really cool. I like how their style is. And I'd start to notice differences. And I remember sitting with our guys, just having a couple of beers in the offseason, like as a junior, and we're watching an NBA game in the playoffs. And I said, did you see how that ball careened off the rim? And one of our teammates, Russell Carter, was all-conference player, was great. He goes, who the hell says Kareem? <laughs> Bro, I can already see you saying that on ESPN like a few years from now. Like, there was tells along the way that probably told me this is what I wanted to do. But I like talking. I like storytelling. I like people. And that's all a big part of what we do. So I always knew I wanted to do it. Didn't know when it would yeah. happen. Happened sooner and later. Well, tell us about the, I know that you were in Chicago for a good while and that's where you started to break in a good bit. You did like a morning show. I mean, you did a bunch of different things, JC. So just tell us about that, those <laughs> Chicago times. I promise I didn't get fired from any of them because when you say that, it makes it sense. That's true. Like, that's true. You can't find a job. He's self-employed. He's figured it out. Right. Uh, I had some really good opportunities that were stepping stones, low risk, high reward opportunities. And the first one was, you know, Campus Insiders when I did get on air. I produced the Big Ten Network. It's one of the first few hires to the production thing for seven years, as we discussed. First on air gig was working for Campus Insiders, which is now Stadium. Mm-hmm. And they hired me as a host, but also color commentator. They were sending trucks on the road, wow. guys, like Mountain West games, West Coast Conference games, treating them like broadcasts. There weren't a lot of people watching, mm-hmm. but I got to wear that hat as a broadcaster without worrying about millions watching and kind of own the craft. And so that was really cool. Met Shay, my wife there, ultimately, both of us working together. She harassed me so much to the point where I was like, look, <laughs> I'll go out with you. <laughs> like, I'm well, sure that's how it went down. Uh, we'll talk about, we'll dive into that in a little bit. We'll dive into more of that. Research that, you'll know that's high, high sarcasm there. Uh, but then I got an opportunity to do some radio in Chicago with ESPN 1000 and work with one of my mentors, David Kaplan, talking all sports. And uh, it really kind of grew a name for me in Chicago. And then Guy Cold, and this was during like the Michael Strahan craze, if you will, like where people wanted athletes on these morning yeah. shows. And somebody asked me to try out. And I was talking in the morning from 6 to 8 a.m., pop culture, politics, doing cooking segments, gardening, as we just talked about, all that stuff. And it kind of grew me as a host and let me show my personality. So I was going from 6 to 8 a.m. morning TV every Monday through Friday, straight onto the radio from 9 to 12, talking about the Bulls, the White Sox, the Bears. 
it helped me kind of grow and become pretty well-rounded. And I'm very happy to have a production background and those experiences to get me to work with, uh, you know, guys like Eric McLean to let me know I've really made it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but how about the, the ESPN story? Cause that that's, that's been the, I guess the last piece of this journey. Was that still why you were doing kind of the in- entertainment, the morning show? What was that, I guess, call or did you call? Did they call? What, what was that like? And then I guess once, what was your, this is it moment. This is, this is the, the big league. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, for me, it was, I think it's a life lesson. Like, I don't know if we're in a position to give anybody life lessons, but I think everybody's story can kind of tip off other people's stories and there's relatability. And for me, it was say yes to everything. Like I was doing this morning show from 6 to 8 a.m. I, I wasn't what I really do, but it became something that like showcased to somebody that happened to be watching that day. Like, hey, this guy's skill set's different from just being a college basketball analyst. So the name may not ring bells for college basketball fans from his playing days, but he has that on his resume to legitimize him, and he can do a whole lot else. So there's a woman, Carol, who was in the talent office, Veroniak. She was based in Chicago working remotely for ESPN and was in the building at radio with ESPN, just worked out of there because she was working remotely and had listened to me on the radio and then tracked down the, the wow. TV side. I was like, I don't know anybody who does this. Let's fly him out. So that's what got me to ESPN. And the moment that I felt like I had really made it in all seriousness was I was doing a big Monday Zion game, Zion Williamson game for Duke when they were number one in the yeah. country. And like, I went from like doing local stuff in Chicago to doing that. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. nuts. I'm like, I grew up watching ESPN. Everybody has that moment. You know, Kelly, when you do a hoops game or you're in studio, Emac, when you do a football game or you're in studio and you're like, this is wild. And for me, you guys are younger. Like you guys are on a super fast track. Like I did seven years of producing, which to me is still a short amount of time to get there. And then a little bit of on camera on air. And then to be there was like, wow, this is a lot of fun. And it hasn't stopped being fun. JC, it's funny you bring up kind of that first season, I think, where you were doing games. I, I believe from my memory, it was the Zion season. It was a Clemson game I was watching. I want to say it was Clemson, Miami. And you were doing the game. And I'm watching it with Nick, my husband, and I'm, we're both thinking, we're both watching it and thinking, this guy sounds different. Like, who is that? And I think a lot of it is, is you, you really let your personality come through in the broadcast. Not too much. Like, you're, it's still about the game, which I always respect with broadcasters because I think our first thing to remember is it's is about the game and about the athletes. But you've always – it just feels like to me you've always been comfortable – being yourself on air. Was that how it was for you from the, from the very beginning? Well, well, thank you, KG. I think that's the best compliment as we all know you can really get in this thing is to be authentic. And I would kick that back, not just to be a gracious guest, but like, that's what makes you two very good too, is like you meet Kelly off the set. You're like, that's who she is. You meet Eric off the set. That's who he is. And I think that's how Kelly, you've endeared yourself to Muffet because she's probably used to people being tight in front of her and like, kissing the ring and you can still have a reverence for her, but you're yourself. And that's, that's refreshing. And that's refreshing. to I a still viewer. Now. And I me still and Emac have grown incredibly. <laughs> yeah, of course, but you're relatable to her and you, you're yourself. You don't tighten up. And I think, you know, that's huge. And like with me and Eric, I mean, we've become super close in just the span of a few years. Cause I see the authentic him is the one on camera is the one off air. If we're on a golf course or we're catching up on the phone or in a group chat, like, I just try to be me and like, we don't work, you guys. Like, <laughs> right. this no, is what you guys do for a living. Like, you think this is hard what they're doing, you guys? <laughs> it's hard to, you got to put in a work. 
you got to know what you're, you're studied up on and research. That is work, but this is fun. And like when I'm doing Clemson, Miami, I was probably in Miami for that game. <laughs> I think you were, yeah. Kelly, that's pretty fun. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to not be myself. So like I've always taken it never for granted. Know that like it's cyclical. And as a minute you're hot, as a minute you're gone, there's a shelf life for this stuff. So as long as I'm stealing money doing this, I'm going to be grateful. <laughs> um, I know that there's a lot of people watching that could probably do what I do if they put in the work. And so I'm lucky to be there. So I want to let them know. I appreciate I get to tell the story for you guys and be here. I'm going to do the best I, I can no, the, for it. So yeah, I'm there's no question, bro. And, and I think really one of the things that, you know, you just look at is there is a grind about this. I mean, there is long days and hard days and, and the pre-process to get to Saturday or a game if you're calling it on basketball. And something that was just super apparent and I know this is we're just we're blowing you know kisses to JC here but you know the prep that I saw from you when you would come in those Saturdays reminded me of what I do and you were ready and so there's that respect level there's that trust level that okay this guy knows what he's talking about it's a basketball guy but he knows football and he knows the names and he knows the the coaches and the questions to ask and man I, I tell you all the time I know this part is true I'm so grateful for you the things that you do for our show and that was just so evident very early. And so it, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm not going to let you say anything about that. I'm going to keep going. We talked about Shea for a second. No, 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 no. no. I am going to do this because it, I have to do this. And I've always wanted an, op- I wanted an opportunity to do this, Kelly. So I'm glad I do. For those that watch the huddle on Saturdays and the fact that I'm on that show as the host, the lone reason I'm the host of that show, and people may be like, okay, so we'll blame that. It's because Eric led a charge alongside – EJ and coach, when Jack Collinsworth moved on to another network, great guy who we still communicate with, we all think very highly of. The minute he left, those guys reached out and said, if we're going to get a replacement, it should be Jordan, because I would do the night side with them uh, for the rap shows on Saturdays, and we all got along great. Um, so I never stopped being grateful to guys that are some of my closest friends, but also colleagues, because pay my agent 10%, but really it should go to these guys, because they're the ones – we went to our boss and said, we want Jordan to host. I'm forever grateful for that. And I think it goes back to like feeling lucky, like lucky that I work with guys that felt empowered to say, that's who we want. And that carried a lot of weight. And that's why I do that show. So I will always be as prepared as possible. Uh, if Eric's being honest, he'd say sometimes to my detriment, he'd be like, yo, just talk. Don't worry about all the stuff you have on these papers. I just want to show to everybody that I will never take for granted those days I'll put in the work. So I belong up there with three elevated football minds. And you do it. You do it, brother. It's, it's a lot of fun. So anyway, now that we got all that lovey-dovey out of the way, let's let's jump back into a, a little bit different. Let's talk yeah, some a, no, a little bit different lovey-dovey side because we did bring up Shay. And, and, man, you know, just you guys meeting to, to now where you're both superstars. And, and to see your wife specifically, I, I'm just going to fast forward to the wife part. How cool has it been? Just to see her elevate, uh, uh, really a leap of trust, a leap of faith with you that she was in Chicago doing a great job and having you know her friends and her job and her comfort level to this leap of faith where maybe there might be an opportunity, who knows, to now, dude, it feels like every time I turn on the channels, you know, she's there and, and just killing it. So how cool has that been as a husband, as a best friend, you know, to see Shay just elevate and grow? It's my favorite thing to talk about lately, man. It's because it's what any, all anybody wants to talk about because she's really taken over a really cool sliver of the pie at ESPN and get a lot of opportunities. Leap of Faith was big. When we moved out here three years ago, it was my job with ESPN that brought us out. 
And it was a lot of back and forth because I said, I don't know if I want to take my wife away from covering the Bears, the Bulls, the Cubs, the Sox in the city of Chicago where she grew up. Yeah. And like, it was so cool for her massive yeah. family who's all in Chicago to watch that. She said to me, I'm going to figure it out. And I know you're going to help me figure it out when you get in there. You do a good job. You put in a word for me. Just give me a swing. I'll knock it out of the park. I think, honestly, two things stick out to it. The power and strength of a woman is nuts, man. Like, it's, I grew up in a house of men. Like, my mom was always the strongest, so I knew that. But, like, watching Shay seamlessly navigate through some of the stuff that she has, I'm like, dudes can't do that. (laughs) Uh, Like, you're just blindly moving out there. You left a career, and you know one's going to happen. I think it's going to, but you know it's going to happen. And it did. And I watched her with a baby in her belly, you know, do what was necessary to get the proper sleep, grow that little guy in her belly, and go out there and host, like, our morning radio benchmark show at ESPN for three hours, come home, take care of her body, put in the work, go do a different thing the next day. She, There's no challenge that my wife can't knock out. And I think that speaks to a lot of women, mothers or not. Take that motherhood necessarily out of it because there's plenty of non-mothers. Strength of women is different strength, bro. (laughs) And like, you know it being married to Khaki. We know it. You know it working alongside Kelly. I know it living with her. I'm like, she does so much. I can't do, man. And it's because of her strength. But then the other part of it, that's my best friend. Like, we came into this business, didn't know each other from a ham sandwich, we came up working together and we knew we both were going to make it. Like she was like, Oh, you're good. Kind of turns me on. I like, uh, <laughs> but I was like, but in all honesty, I was like, she's really good, man. And that does turn me on too. <laughs> and we knew we were going to get there, but like, we didn't know it would align right. where we'd be yeah. in this relationship incrementally climb and be lucky enough to do it at the same places. You know, one of us could be on Fox in L.A. One of us could be on this coast in ESPN. One of us would have to quit because of that. It's been able to work together. And oh, by the way, we bought a house. We've grown a family. It's freaking <laughs> cool, man. There's nothing that makes me feel luckier than all that. That is so well said, JC. It's just awesome to hear that um, from a man talking about his wife. That's we, we love to hear that. And I'm curious to talk about baby Joey, who Mac in our outline, I'll give you another hint called the cutest male child he's ever seen. I don't know why he had to put the male in there. I guess he's just a cute male. There, there, there's a, there's an unborn like one. Respond. Listen, listen, there's an unborn one. That's no. going to be cuter. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. No doubt. No doubt. And that's going to be, that's going to be the opposite sex. So True. he's giving the out. That's why he's saying the male. I that's own right. that until down the road right. as a boy. Then that'll change them too. Perhaps, yes. perhaps an arranged marriage coming. I don't know. That's, that's a different conversation, but how do you balance that? How do you and Shay balance Mac needs that advice? I'll need that advice. Eventually. How do you balance parenthood and working at ESPN and, and working in sports media where our travel is insane? How do you guys do it? You don't have a choice. And, and that's what everybody's going to tell you, Kelly and, and Emacs going to find out very shortly. Him and Kaki don't have a choice. That baby's going to wake up. That baby's going to be ready to, to attack the day and you better get as much sleep as possible to do it. Now, in terms of availability, our schedules have aligned, luckily, where you know, I just woke up at work till 1230 at night, walked in the door at 1 a.m., was up at 6 a.m. with a little guy uh, feeding yeah. him breakfast, watching Shay on 7 o'clock Sports Center. Uh-huh. And it's fun. It's cool. But like we have the luxury of usually one of us being home. 
Uh, we do have uh, a, a great woman that helps us that lives in the area. It's become part of our family. Um, she ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we love her to death. And more importantly, Joey loves her to death. So it goes back to being teammates. Like we are truly teammates in every facet of life. Like my mom was the most important person in my life. Now it's just 1A and 1B uh, because my mom's still there. But this is the woman in my life every day. And she'd do anything for me. I'd do anything for her. And that's just kind of where the relationship changes is we're responsible for life. The job is cool. It keeps the lights on, pays the bills, feeds him. But this is our biggest job as teammates together. And we're lucky enough right now with schedules where it works really well. I love that, JC. And and I think it's, it comes down to communication. You know, that's, that's such the, the most important thing. And, yeah. you know, we, you are two different people and you do have two different careers, but we're a family, we're best friends, we're teammates. And, and I know by seeing it, I mean, I was there, I, I saw it and, and it's, uh, it's something. Not only did he see it, he was building stuff at the crib. I thought he was going to take my wife from me when he put together his little sit-up where he could eat his food. Yeah, like in Never that. school. Because I'm not handy at all. And E-Mac comes this big, burly dude with his hammer and the toolbox. And I was like, hey, bro, chill. relax. Oh relax. Like, you don't do this while Shay's, while Shay's here. You right, right. Well, doing Shay, looked, Shay looked at me, Kelly, like I was nothing. Like, you pathetic <laughs> loser. Look at Emac fixing well, everything in his house because he stayed with us for a weekend. Yeah, well, here's the deal. We're, we're going to do it a little bit bigger. We're going to come for a couple days. So get the list ready when football season comes around. Oh, and we can right. do it together. We'll do it together. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll make it's sure you don't down. look. That's it's a long that's list, right. brother. All right. Well, we're about to get to some rapid fire football questions to get you out here. But before we do, I just want to get your advice, man, because I'm sure you talk to a lot of people. There's a lot of young folks in this world that, man, this is what they want to do. They want to be in sports media. And it's a very difficult, long journey. And others are, are very different. But when folks ask you, what is what is your advice to, to young people trying to get in this field? few things that are probably rapid fire, too. First, check your ego. Like, you're not going to be Stephen A. Smith tomorrow when you take a job. You're going to be getting coffee. You're going to be logging tape. You're going to be doing things that aren't sexy. So if you're in this to be famous, go find another career. Uh, be patient. It doesn't happen fast. Kind of piggybacking off the first one. Like, it's going to take uh, a little bit of luck, uh, a lot of hard work, but you got to be patient with it. Um, then also, you got to be assertive. You got to inject yourself in. You got to reach out to people. Set a time when you're going to reach out to them. Don't be a minute late. Follow up with them too. Uh, check in with them. Stay in the stream of consciousness. Like, the more people go, oh, this person's not going to get out of my hair. They're really passionate about this. And it seems like they can probably do it. That's how you yeah. get in the door. Um, so I think those are the biggest things. You know, be assertive, be passionate, uh, be patient, and check your ego. Those are like the things I've started to see consistently that play a role in you being able to move forward in this thing. But also be ready to do a lot. I love that, man. That, that, that's, that's so big time. And, and just so many people, you know, they reach out. And, and I don't think they, you know, truly understand the grind. And, and the fact that yeah. there are hundreds of thousands of people that this is what they want to do. So if that's if this is the path you want to go down, man, you better protect it. There's going to be a lot of naysay. There's going to be a lot of tough times. But you got you to gotta attack it full speed. All right, let's get to some football. Kelly is going to ask you three questions at a time. You're going to answer them rapid fire. We're going to take a break, discuss them, why you're wrong, and then move on to the next kind of segment. <laughs> JC, this – Sounds perfect. This, That's exactly how I saw this playing out. This is out. one of the reasons I love working with Matt. This man is so structured. He's He, he wants to tell you the plan. He wants everyone to be super prepared. I love it. Okay, here we go. 
First three questions. He produces the show oh, on, sure on Saturdays. Does. I mean, he makes the record. I'm not even, I, I don't doubt it at all. I try. I, I try. There's much smarter people that do a better job than me, though. But, but I try. in terms of guys that Back. guys that okay. grind it out, Mac, Mac is one of them for sure. And the other thing that I think True. people don't realize is it's not as glamorous as people may think. Now, there are moments, okay? We got to hang out on the beach a little bit down in Milan, and that was nice. <laughs> but there are also moments where, like you said, you're going to bed at two, you're waking up at five, whatever it is. So that's another thing to add in. Okay, first three here, JC. I'm going to give you the first one, you answer, and we'll keep going here. Rapid fire, right now, May 16th, 2022, going into the 2022 season, best quarterback in the ACC is? Tyler Van Dyke. Okay. He knew I was going to say it. It's got to be Miami's Tyler Van Dyke. I'm really excited to see what he can do uh, in this year. Look, he loses some of his targets. His tight end is going to be his best friend this year. Uh, that offensive line is going to hold up. And I just think he's a big play guy. Like, I think he loves the moment. I think he's got, like, the confidence. He's got the skill set. That's my guy. All right. I like it. I like it. We'll discuss. Best wide receiver in the ACC. I want to say Josh Downs because I think he has the best hands in all of the country. I really do. But I don't know if Criswell or, or May is going to be throwing him the football. Uh, and so to me, I go between two guys, and, and it might not be everybody's, but it's either A.T. Perry or Zay Flowers for me. Mm-hmm. Now, they're two totally different receivers, six five, and the other one is more of a deep ball threat, but can catch, make every type of catch. Give me Zay Flowers because he has Phil Dracovic throwing him the football this year, and I'm going Zay Flowers. Maybe a little bit of bias having talked to him the other week about his <laughs> his decision to stay and forego upwards of $600,000 to enter the portal. But I think when you buy into return, yes, there's loyalty, but my man also knows I'm poised for big time numbers with a first round draft pick in Phil Dracovic. We have the chemistry. I'm ready to ride. Phil will be healthy all year. That's huge. Give me Zay Flowers. I also, I love that pick JC. And I love how Zay Flowers, the way that Jeff Halfley, told us and told the media, but also when he was talking with us down in Amelia Island, Zay Flowers called him first, Yeah, told him what was going on. The fact that he was that open with his fo- with his head football coach, I thought was very telling about their relationship in that program. Um, best defense yeah. in the ACC. And I would love to throw in Dontavian Wicks. I would love okay. to throw in Dontavian Wicks. That's a great one. That's a great, one. That's a great yeah. one. Or even Keaton, but Keaton's more just an offensive yeah, weapon. Dontavian Wicks, I mean. That dude did everything. Mm-hmm. And with Brennan Armstrong, it's just a question of your guy, Tony yeah. Elliott. What's the offense going to mm-hmm. look like? So that that's a big part of it there, too. All right, best defense in the ACC. JC, you know you know where the answer is on this one. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? I'm trying to think. So you've got Tyler Davis, yep. right, mm-hmm. healthy. You've got Brissy yep. healthy. Miles Murphy might be better defending the run than he is getting at the quarterback. Yeah, he's good. KJ Henry could play his way into being a, a big time NFL mm-hmm. prospect. I'm missing Xavier, Xavier Thomas. Thomas and Trent and Simpson. Trent Simpson. Trent He's a linebacker, but he comes off the edge. So all of those guys up front, <laughs> I have to go Clemson. I'm telling you, right behind him though is NC State still yes. for me because Peyton Wilson coming back. I think it's the same thing as it was last year. Like, who did you like more right. defensively, NC State right. or Clemson? Uh, Clemson had just a little bit better numbers, but NC State was right there. I'd love to give myself a safety net and say both, but if I'm taking one, there's a lot of first round talent up front for no question. So I got no question. And and I mean, Pittsburgh is, is going to be electric as well. So you look at those three, JC, you did, you did great, man. You're prepared. It's freaking may. And this guy's in mid season form. I thought I was going to pick at you for wide receiver and maybe sneak in with the defense, 
Are you, you agree? agreeing with all I'm these? I'm agreeing 100%. Well, I mean, I would put I'm Devin not. Leary maybe as number one, but okay. I, I, I'm that, with you. That's with the you. one. That's the one where I think maybe Tyler Van Dyke, Tyler Van Dyke has a higher ceiling this year. Yeah. Because he's he's just incredibly talented. But mm-hmm. if I had to pick one for September 1st to be on my team, I think I'd go Devin Leary. Yeah. I think I think Devin is going to have a Kenny Pickett like year. I, I expect him well over four thousand yards, over forty touchdowns. There, there's just so many question marks with TVD and who he's going to be throwing to. But I think yeah. he's he's so good that he's going to elevate. He's the water that makes all ship rise. And I just think TVD is going to really be able to separate. But I say this with an asterisk because Mario Cristobal is going to run the football. They're going they to try to run that right, thing. Yeah. And so I just don't know statistically, will he have the opportunity to be as gaudy as somebody like a Devin Leary? Give me Devin. But you know what's so cool about this whole thing, though, is like, again, this year, we are still the league that boasts some of the best quarterbacks in no all question. college football. No, no question. And what's now elevated right there with it is, I think we have some of the top prospects at the wideout position yeah. paired with yeah. them for it to be a really fun year. Absolutely. Again. And I do want to go back because I do want to give love to Narduzzi's obviously our guy. We love Narduzzi. But that defense has some pieces. I mean, Kansi, I mean, Kalaja Kansi, right? Deslin Alexander. Servassier Dennis back at linebacker. Maldonado's a stunt. He was a second second team all conference guy. I think he could be up for I think that guy could be a defensive player of the year candidate. Easily. I really easily. Um, so I do want to throw Pitt into the fold. I wasn't skipping out on Pitt, but I just really like Clemson and NC State. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, our second pot of questions. Here we go. This gets a little bit more difficult, JC. Who's going to win the Coastal, JC? It's chaos. Do I have you to have answer? to answer it? Yes. And I'm going to hold you to this in September. Who Who are you? I, I'm curious who you guys took. I'm going with Pitt. I I was leaning Pitt until this whole Jordan Addison situation went down, and I I don't think it's a well, Matt. Okay, wait, hold up. If Tyler Van Dyke is that good, how is this question that easy for you? Because the they're a better team, better defense, better what offensive if he's line. That good. I don't know his weapons. I don't know what he's going to be able to throw I got to. Some questions there. Will though. Mallory runs like a four eight. Like it's not ex- crazy explosive. I still would probably lean. Pitt. Going, I, I was curious to see if you go both went Pitt. I'm I'm going Miami. <laughs> okay. All right, so All Miami, right. easy enough. All right, Atlantic. Because I, I also do think defensively. I mean, Stevenson had a great year in that secondary last yep. year. And I think if they can generate a few more turnovers this year, Crystal Ball is going to have them fortified up front. I think they're going to have a, a different approach offensively yeah. that's more stable for right. a guy like TVD right. to really take his shots. I think you're going to see a more disciplined team. I hope And so. I think that's going to translate to more wins. My biggest question with Pitt, it ain't losing Jordan Addison, believe it or not. Like Jordan Wayne can, can elevate his great. game. Yeah, It's just I don't know – how Keaton Slovis is going to adjust. Yeah. I do always think about, look, we did it with De'Ara King last year, and he ultimately did get hurt, but we anointed a guy like, oh, King comes in and changes everything. And look, Kenny Pickett left, so it's not like they need a savior, right. but they need a replacement. Mm-hmm. And when a guy steps into a conference with a lot on him to deliver, it can be difficult. No question. So my biggest question mark, ironically, is the transfer Slovis, right. Not the loss of Jordan Addison. Right. And, and you know, just based on what I'm hearing from inside the program, around the program, Slovis is going to be fine. And so I'm taking that into account. Of course, I need to see with my own eyes. If we go to that road trip, JC, I'll be able to tell you right away if, if he's the guy or not. I mean, I think there there's so much where you, you trust what you hear, but there's nothing better than these right here. And if we can go to practice, we can see it. 
we'll be able to we'll be able to tell you very quickly. How about the Atlantic? A little bit of controversy, maybe. I'm excited to see no, what you say here. There's a ton of controversy here. <laughs> what do you mean? Wake, NC State, Clemson. I mean, I think that's no question the top, but maybe see, some I, others. I and again, I love Coach Clawson and I love <laughs> Sam Hartman and I love AT Perry and I love that program so much, but I feel like I'm always sliding them. Always. I think Sam's gonna be better with the I think Sam's gonna be better with the football this year. That's not something I thought I'd be saying at the end of a season, mm-hmm. but he's pretty careless with the football down the stretch for right. the team. Yeah. Um, so Hartman will be better there, which puts him in an even better position. That was a top 10 offense a season ago. My only struggle is, do I go NC State or Clemson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that's where I'm going, and, I, and you believe they might have the best quarterback, and I believe they could arguably have the best defensive player, at least mm-hmm. the most important defensive player, who quarterbacks the defense in Peyton Wilson. Clemson has the best defense altogether, but I don't know who their quarterback is. Yeah. I'm talking this thing through. But NC State has never had a bullseye like this on them where they might start the season top 10. Correct. But Dabo Sweeney, and JC, that game, that Clemson NC State game is in Death Valley. So that's a tell me this. I'll, I'll make my decision after you tell me this. Who's going to be the quarterback? Who's honestly going to play? Are they going to have one quarterback the whole season at Clemson? No, no way. Who's going to start the first so. week? DJ, DJ will start. DJ will start. Is DJ, DJ going to start, start week six? That's the big know. question because October 1st. Give me NC State. I'm done. Give me NC State. It's not Give that far State. into the year, you know? Look, no, no, it no. took four games There's, for Trevor to win the job. I'm not doing this dance again. Like, I Clemson know. had a fine year last year. They had a good year if they're not Clemson. Like, Clemson wants to go back here, right? Yeah. Y'all are telling me they don't know who their quarterback is week six? <laughs> and Devin Leary uh, uh, yes. and Wilson are, are, are taking care of business on both sides of the football for NC State next year? No. I JC. love you guys. Uh, NC no, State. No, no. Don't if apologize. You told me the DJ would be the quarterback in week six, I give you Clemson and I keep it moving. Hmm. I thought you guys would help me out. You didn't. Yeah. NC State is going to win the Atlanta. Well, well here's, I, here's the deal. I, I think Kate is, Kate is more than capable of playing. Now, do I think DJ has done the necessary things? Body wise, we saw I saw a freshman beat Alabama forty-four to sixteen, the best Alabama team ever. Who was that freshman? It's was Trevor. Freshman? How do we know Cade won't be the same thing? How do we know that? It's a little because different. Because you just said, I think we know. "How do we know? We don't know." We I didn't know that week one of Clemson and eighteen because I thought Kelly Bryant was going to ride it out. We didn't know that. Yeah, but Kelly Bryant was a more consistent option. Than Kelly Bryant just – yeah, I agree. I totally agree. We're talking about totally Kelly agree. Bryant right now. We're talking about who's going to win the Atlantic guys, and we're having a Kelly guys. Bryant competition. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this because <laughs> That's why you're we're going to post this, this and people too. are going to be mad, but I'm I'm, to- I'm leaning NC State. Preseason, you can't ever do what you're doing, Emac. You can't do what you're doing in a preseason projection and Ooh. say – you don't know who the quarterback is. It's going to be week six, but Devin Leary will be a first rounder. Peyton Wilson, who's going to be maybe defensive player of the year, maybe in a loaded class of candidates mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to go with the great unknown that Cade could be Trevor and they will do it. Or Devin will be Devin. Peyton will be Peyton. And this group can answer the call of being a top 10 team. I have to go NC State. I'm, I'm not mad at you. And here's the deal. Here's where I say I don't know. If DJ has done the necessary things, he'll be the guy. If he hasn't, I am more than capable. I am more than knowing that Cade can win an ACC championship. Cade can get Clemson to a playoff. I'm I'm not confused about either of those outcomes, but I just haven't seen DJ under fire. 
I haven't seen DJ get hit. And that was my biggest thing is he's sitting back there building snowballs and getting blasted. And, and so I don't know how much this new body, it looks like a Ferrari. Does it run like a Ferrari? That's what I need to find out. And, can, and we won't know till week one. True. And can I tell you this? I hate that I'm on here doing this because let me <laughs> tell you, and having had a chance to be around him down in Amelia Island, there's no human being that I hate betting on against more than maybe Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. That makes me literally uncomfortable yeah. knowing what that man has up his sleeve for this year. And what was his best coaching job last season? It makes me un- – let me make this very clear. Not betting against Dabo. Not betting against Clemson. It's your two. Your two. The two right here. It's your fault that I couldn't pick Clemson. Because all I wanted to know is the only question mark I have. Not that Dabo can't get them back to being dynastic again. Not that that defense will be dominant. Just don't know who's going to throw the football. And if they go through a DJ thing next year and Cade's not ready yet, you can't be the best team in the ACC. You can't be the best in the Atlantic if that's not fixed. I'll then, too, know after the first few weeks, and I'll change this quickly. If that quarterback (laughs) is figured out, give me Clemson. But right now, you guys can't tell me otherwise, and nobody can, so I have to go NC State right now. I'm not mad at you. J.C., we're on the same page here. And I think the, the bigger factor is, okay, let's say DJU is the quarterback on October 1st. He didn't beat NC State last year. Like, it's not automatic. And the big issue here that we haven't necessarily brought up is the wide receiving core. Trevor Lawrence was incredible as a freshman. Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall pick. He's a generational talent. He had T. Higgins and Justin Ross and Hunter Renfro on the mm-hmm. same receiving core. So, I mean, yeah. Justin Ross made him look good at times in the, in the national championship. So, it, it's not all a knock on DJ because I think you have to have huge questions about who he's going to be able to throw the ball to. Well, you also got yeah, Will's coming back healthy, which helps them immensely in that backfield. Yes. The other thing that's underrated here, and I know Clemson doesn't rebuild, they reload, but you lost two all-conference shutdown corners. So yeah. as great as that defense is up front, and they're going to get to the quarterback a lot, and they're going to take away the run. You ain't running on Clemson. But if you find a way to exploit new faces in that secondary, that's also a big question mark. Not as big as quarterback, but that's a luxury when you have two guys that are going to turn the water off in Booth and Goodrich. Yeah, no, no question. All right, we got to hurry up here. Who's going to win the championship? You said Miami. You said NC State. Who wins it? You are going to give me an out to change all this, though, if we figure out the Clemson yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. Uh, I think NC State. I'm really excited. So Jordan Cornette says on May in 2020 that NC State will be playing in a college football playoff at the end of the year. You That's what you're saying. 2020? Did you say 2020? No, 2022. That's what you're doing, right? I was going to say 2020. I didn't say that. <laughs> Is it 2020? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say right now in 2022. What? Yeah, I'm going to say NC State. And, and I'm really excited for them, right? Like, this is a program that's been ready to take the next step. I don't root for anybody. I want all our teams to do well. But I'm excited for that program if that does come to fruition because they've been bubbling at the surface. They've already established yeah. they are a – very, very freaking good program that's consistently really good. That's the dream. But because fans are always hungry for more, what's the next step? <laughs> yeah. Maybe be preseason top 10, go out there and win the ACC, play in a New Year's Day Bowl, or maybe compete for a CFP. That'd be a lot of fun for that fan base. I'd really that like was. to see that fan base have an opportunity to travel for something like that. No question. And Especially after nice. getting your game canceled. I mean, my goodness, going from oh, a yeah. canceled bowl game to a playoff. And how about wow. what baseball had happened with them? Like, Yeah, they, World whoa, Series. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Uh, this needs to happen for Wes Moore and yes. the Lady Wolf Pack, who had to go play UConn in Bridgeport. Had that game yeah. one. 
Nelson Adota punched three girls, never got called for a fifth foul. This would be for them. This is for Wes. And it'd be for our guy, Boo Corgan, who we love. That's Boo. Our the legend. Our guy. The legend. Jordan, this was so much fun. You're the best. Thank you, man. I really appreciate your time. You know, I love you guys to death, man. Anytime you guys need anything, I'm always ready to, to hang. Jordan Cornette is truly one of the best humans. He's so fun to talk to. You can just talk to him forever. He's really funny. And I think that's one of the main points I made. Why I made it is that he's himself on air. And those are the people as a fan that I find myself gravitating towards the most or those that I can tell are being their authentic selves. And most importantly, one of my favorite qualities in humans is when they don't take themselves too seriously. And I think Cornette does that does a great job of that as well. So we appreciate his time, Mac, as always. Absolutely. And I just loved how on he was already. I mean, it's May and he's rattling off a list of guys. He's yeah. talking about second team safeties. I mean, this guy, he's on it. He always is. His work ethic is is second to none. Uh, love working with him each and every Saturday and, and excited just to continue to see he and Shay grow. I mean, it's been really fun, you know, personally, professionally, uh, and a, as a family, but really appreciate his time and you're know, excited for the rest of this summer series, guys. It's going to be absolutely loaded. You're not going to miss one. Uh, but th- that's it for us, guys. Thanks for listening. Another episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. If you don't have Sirius XM, do yourself a favor. Go get it right now. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it on your phone. Keep us in your pocket at all times. But we also need you guys to go over to YouTube. Go over to iTunes, follow, subscribe, rate our podcast and channel. Uh, We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.